In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey folks, it's Michael O'Sullivan, the host of Oil & Gas Tech. And I just want to chime in here real quick and let you know that this particular episode of Oil & Gas Industry Leaders is made possible by Sherpa Coaching. Now, if you are an industry leader, like all of the people that come on this show, then you probably already know about Sherpa. But just in case not, let me tell you about them. With a national network of certified coaches, Sherpa helps people refine their leadership skills and get the most from their talent. They were founded in 2004, and since then, Sherpa has trained over 10,000 leaders and certified more than 600 coaches. Their offerings include things like one-on-one -on -one executive coaching, team workshops, and executive coaching certification. Sherpa coaches focus on habits and behaviors with the greatest impact on individual performance, team effectiveness, and unification. Positive skills plus positive behaviors equals a positive impact on business. And you can learn more at pages.sherpacoaching.com slash OGGN. Today, my guest is Anastasia Kraft. She's the founder and CEO of Xena Workwear. Anna, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me today, Russell. Well, it's a pleasure. And you do go by Anna, uh, right? Yeah, that's perfect. I have way too many names. <laughs> well, well, so so tell me about Anastasia. That name intrigues me. Yeah, it's originally a Russian name. I was born in Kazakhstan and lived there until the age of 10, went to school in Kazakhstan. And then because my dad had German roots, my family decided to move to Germany. So I spent the most part of my life in Germany. And then during my program, I studied international project engineering, which was Kind of the perfect program for me because it covered so many different subjects. Now, is this in that, Germany? Yeah, that was in Germany. And through that program, I came to the U.S. where I live now. And where do you live now? Right now, we're in Detroit. We'll be splitting our time between Milwaukee and Detroit because a part of our team is in Detroit, but our warehouse is in Milwaukee. So we'll, we love both cities, love the Midwest and Overall, I love living in the U.S. and because it has so many amazing opportunities. Well, absolutely. Now, I didn't know Kraft was a, I didn't know that was a Russian name. Kraft is German. So that's my dad's German side. Okay. So, yeah, you mentioned earlier, you're always curious about geography. During Catherine the Great, a German princess, when she married a Russian czar, she offered millions of Germans free land in Russia. So they settled in, in the Volga region. But then every time a war happened, Russians realized we have too many Germans in the country and they kept pushing them out to either <laughs> Siberia or in our case, like my family moved to Kazakhstan. And at some point, Germans were bringing people back who had any sort of German roots. That's how we ended up in Germany. Wow. That's Full circle. So have you lived in Texas? No, but Texas seems to be the coolest spot right now like so many people and companies are moving to texas yeah i would love to <laughs> spend some time in texas actually cool is no pun intended but right now we're having almost record heat waves so it's not very cool around here i can't uh, imagine yeah it's been kind of rough around here this week especially so well so you're the founder and ceo of xena workwear 
And that's actually Xena Workwear for Women, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, tell us about the journey of launching Xena and tell us about Xena Workwear for Women. So at Xena, we design and manufacture safety shoes and functional apparel for women in STEM and the trades. And I typically like to share with everyone, I never thought that I would be making shoes in my life. This is not my background. I didn't study fashion design or shoe design, but working in the manufacturing industry, which I loved, I constantly ran into this challenge that I had a really hard time finding women's steel-toed boots, like in PPE in general, because we constantly have to transition between important meetings, and then you're out on the shop floor, and I was constantly running back and forth to my desk, putting on my nice shoes for meetings, then putting on my work boots to go out on the shop floor. And after years of complaining, I discovered this issue that is used by traditional footwear manufacturers, and they... It's the so-called shrink it and pink it approach where companies take a men's men's shoe, make it smaller and make it pink or purple. And men and women have differently shaped feet. And it's not just a comfort issue. It's a safety issue if you don't have well-fitting PPE that is designed for a woman's foot. So after years of complaining, I decided to do something about it and launch Xena Workwear, focusing mainly on steel toes. Wow. That's quite the journey. So you actually make the footwear for women, the safety footwear, and it's stylish at the same time. Exactly. The goal is that you can dress professionally in a meeting and then go out either to a manufacturing floor or a construction site or if you work in the field and don't have to switch your boots all the time. We have different models. Some of them are more suitable for manufacturing. Others have good ankle protection good slip resistance, that they're more versatile for more rugged environments. And we, we're working on two new models that will come out hopefully later this year, early next year. So how long has Zena been in business? So May 10th, we celebrated our third anniversary. So we're a young brand. There's still so much more to do. Oh, wow. So three years. So you kind of got this thing started and then you had to deal with all the COVID stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That was wild. We just started with a soft launch, got some really good traction. Before COVID hit, we had our best months ever. And then, of course, everyone was going through a challenge. But it was interesting. A lot of our customers who are in engineering got sent home. We kind of lost that customer base for a while. But then construction really picked up and more and more women entered construction. So that was a growing industry. And now with like speaking about oil and gas, this is a hot topic right now with having energy to run the world is critical. And now everyone's eyes are on that energy sector. And so you're focusing on that in particular right now, right? Yeah, we're working on a model that would be ideal for that environment. Women have been already buying our Omega model that does really well, but we'll be enhancing a few of the features specifically for oil and gas. Now, do you just make footwear or do you make other items you know safety shoes are the biggest pain point for women but we keep getting requests for things like fr clothing safety vests there's better fitting pants so far we have only released functional blazers i sometimes design things i always wanted to have at work when you're out in the manufacturing floor you need to bring so many things with you and another issue you want to fix is women's clothing does not have pockets when you have your 
dress pants, you have fake pockets in your dress pants, fake pockets in your blazers. And when you're out, you don't bring a backpack or purse with you out to a manufacturing floor or job site. So I just designed functional blazers have a ton of pockets for all of your PPE, a phone, a pen, like all the stuff you need to bring with you. And they're machine washable because we all, you could be one minute in a beautiful office space and the next minute in a dirty, dusty work environment. So wanted to make sure clothing is washable and functional. We have better things to do than going to dry cleaners. And they're nice and stretchy. So you have a wide range of movement to get actually work done. So we'll expand to more products, but right now we're like more focused on fixing all the needs in the safety shoe space. Okay. All right. So the foot joy of women's safety shoes then, huh? <laughs> exactly. So Anna, a couple of things I'm fascinated. You said you just, you saw the challenges and you wanted to do something about it, but how do you pull something like this off? I think the biggest thing is you need to provide, when you want to start a company, think about fixing a real issue. It could be small. Like in our case, we're in a niche market. I think it's really important to identify a real need and then get the right team together to make it happen. And I think one of the biggest things is overcoming the fear of failure. I think so many of us have fantastic ideas in our lives. Like I think Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, says, everyone has at least $1 million idea in their life, but we all are a little bit too afraid to fail. And I think this is something we all need to be work on, overcoming the fear of failure and taking more risks in our life. Well, it sounds like you definitely did that, and it sounds like it's paying off. You just got back from ASTM International. That's formerly what was known as the American Society for Testing and Materials. Mm -hmm. Were you at some kind of conference or some kind of committee meeting yeah. or what? Yeah, I'm part of the F13 Safety Footwear Committee, and it's really awesome. Like We meet twice a year. It's been difficult to during the pandemic, but now we're going back to in-person meetings and it's just really awesome to work with other people in the space to enhance our safety footwear standards. Right now we're working on a new method for metatarsal testing, which like protects your metatarsal bones, not just your toes. Okay. Now for those of us who are anatomically challenged and, and <laughs> didn't have much biology in college, what kind of bones did you just say? They're called metatarsal bones in your feet. So. And where are those? The part between your toes and your leg, like the bones at the top of your foot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know every bone in the body, but. <laughs> these but are you know, the, you know, the, the you know about the bones in the feet, huh? Exactly. Some of them. <laughs> Actually, there's quite a few, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. I would not be able to list all of them. But so that was one of the big topics that we're all working on together. That's kind of fascinating to me. I've had some people on the podcast talking about glove and hand protection mm -hmm. because in a lot of cases, that's the number one injury is hands. But having something either, I guess, fall on your foot is that probably the greatest hazard or things that you run into how does yeah. that work with as far as the feet go yeah it could be uh, like the toe cap really protects you from having something fall on your foot or having something roll over your foot like in many cases when you work in manufacturing there are so many rolling heavy pieces or 
running into something. So the toe cap protects you from impact, something falling on it or compression. Let's say something, a forklift accidentally drives on your foot. So it protects from compression. It has to withstand a certain force. And the metatarsal is an additional feature that is used in heavy industries. And there you could use external met guards that are often made from steel or internal met guards that are built inside the shoe. We're working with an open cell foam material that is flexible while you're walking, but hardens during impact. So there, it's very interesting to learn about the different materials that you can leverage. And, and regarding toe caps, it could be a steel toe cap, a composite, fiberglass. Right now we're developing a new fiberglass toe cap. I always love material science in my program, and this gives me an opportunity to explore new materials that enhance safety and at the same time, hopefully reduce weight. Wow. That's very fascinating. That's very interesting. So I am assuming we can go to your website and kind of like women can shop for safety footwear, just like they shop for shoes at Macy's or something. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone asks us if we have a physical store. We are not there yet right now. We offer free shipping, free exchanges and returns through our website. The website is called xenaworkwear.com. And we have many different styles, a ton of information. If you have any questions, we have an amazing customer service team member. You can give us a call or email us so you can talk to a real person who will help you with fit and any exchanges that you may may need. So yeah, we try to make it as easy as possible. I know buying shoes online can sometimes Sounds scary, but we tried to make it as easy as possible to get the perfect fit. Yeah, well, I guess that was going to be my next question. That seems to be the problem with online ordering of shoes. In fact, I heard the other day, and maybe you heard this too, I want to say I heard that Amazon had come out with some new, I don't know if it's some new technology or software or something to help you better able to measure the fit of your shoe before you order on Amazon. Have you heard about that? That sounds amazing. I'll have to read a little bit more about this. Yeah. Check on that because that's always the challenge of ordering actually shoes or clothes online. Mm -hmm. Well, you're very fascinating, Anna. Anything else you want to share as far as workforce challenges or opportunities in the oil and gas industry or tell us more about PPE? I would say if anyone who's listening has suggestions for specifically for women's PPE that we can help fix, let us know. We're a small team at the moment, but we have a running list of products we want to get to. So focusing on safety shoes first and over time, hopefully expanding into more workwear. So if you identified any issues, let us know. We'll do our best to fix it over time because Yeah, women's PPE is so incredibly important. Unisex is just not good enough because we have differently shaped bodies. And when you have the PPE that fits well, you're more likely to wear it. You increase safety compliance and overall, everyone will feel safer in something that fits well. Actually, you just hit the nail on the head. That doesn't just apply to women. It applies to guys as well. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times some of this FR stuff is not very comfortable and not user friendly, but let's say wearer friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think we need to. And when it's not, people expensive. people have a tendency not to wear it. I hate to admit this, but I actually 
met a guy one time. He was an old crusty mud engineer and he worked here in Texas, of course. And of course it was hot. And he had a wife who had a t-shirt company. And so he actually took his regular clothing and he had his wife make some FR labels and and put them on there, you know. That's a lesson in, you know, what not to do as far as safety goes, but it's a lesson also the links that some people will go to if you can't get them to embrace the importance of the idea to begin with. And then if you can't make it as convenient and as comfortable as possible. And a lot of times we come from the safety side and, and, you know, we kind of have real narrow vision about, okay, here's the safety aspect, but what about the practicality of it? And what about, you know, really getting your workforce engaged in it? And because unless you do that, you know, you just, you're a safety cop who you mm-hmm. know maybe catches one out of 10 speeders or whatever. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. That's so true. And so important to have PPE that you like to wear and of course, we would love if every company offered only Zenas to their women, but I think it's so important to be a bit more flexible with the PPE that companies offer because if a worker, man or woman, can buy the safety shoes or far clothing that fits well, that like, they will feel more comfortable, they will be more focused on the job and overall work safer. So 100% agree with you. Well, Anna, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm glad I found out about you. I'm glad to be able to showcase you on this podcast. I'm happy for the success you've had so far, and I really wish you all the luck in the future. So we will put your website information in the show notes, of course. And so again, I want to thank you, Anna, for coming on. And as always, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. Tune in again next week for another episode of Oil & Gas HSE, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you use. Like us on LinkedIn and use all your social networking to tell your friends about us. And we'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.